Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. The Danny Mac Show with BK Podcast, powered by I Promise. Now, here's Danny Mac with BK. And Molina hits it out to deep left at the wall. Gone! Yachty strikes in the seventh. Bases loaded, 3-2 pitch. Carlson, a drive, right center, grand slammer! Dylan Carlson unloads, and a long one into right center. His first career grand slam. Not a bad game. It took a while to get the offense going, but they did. And the Cardinals have a sweep over Miami. The Cardinals actually put together a pretty good road trip at 4-2. and two. I'm Dan McLaughlin. That is BK, Brandon Kylie, And we are live at the Budweiser Brewhouse Deck and Garden. And come on down if you're going to enjoy yourself uh, before opening day. And if you have a ticket, come on down and say hello. If not, you can congregate outside. There is plenty of time to come down here and get ready for opening day. BK, how are you? I'm doing well, Dan. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing well, thank you. We're getting yelled at. <laughs> yes, sir. What? What's up? <laughs> oh, he's talking about somebody else. I, I'm like, what is going on here? Hey, it's I'm opening day. There's people out here. This is wonderful. Yes, we, we actually have people yelling at us. Actual human beings. It's great to see you. It's great to see people down here. Uh, it's starting to get busy down here in downtown St. Louis, but it is a holiday of sorts here in the St. Louis area and that is opening day and looking forward to that. Milwaukee is in town, the return of Colton Wong, return of Red Jackets, return of Hall of Famers and uh, let's just say it, the return of fans, which is what I'm looking forward to most as we get ready for baseball today. Yeah, absolutely, Dan. And I remember when I came down here for the uh, for the start of the NCAA tournament, that felt to me kind of like the unofficial start of things. This is the official start of the reopening, if you will, like both in terms of our lives, but also for baseball. We've been watching the Cardinals, but they've been on the road and it's just it's different. It's a different feel when they get back, when you hear Danny Mac on the call and you're not in a studio, you're actually out at the ballpark and people can see the Clydesdales and the Hall of Famers, the Red Jackets. You're going to see today, I think it's going to be a really special moment as Scott Rowland throws out the first pitch to Nolan Arenado, kind of a passing of the torch. It, it's going to be a special day. It's always a special day. And I heard Mo on with you guys earlier today. I think this one is one that for anybody that's going to be able to be in attendance, you're never going to forget this one. No, you're going to have fans back in the seats. I also think it's going to be memorable because of the tribute that will be there for Bob Gibson and Lou Brock. I mean, fixtures on any opening day, wearing the red jackets, uh, having those Hall of Famers, and those guys mean so much to uh, this city and this franchise. And as an individual – they were your guy, and, you know, they're not here. So that, that part is sad. Not all the Hall of Famers will be here. It's those that are going to be driving in or within, you know, the distance. Maybe some of them live here, like an Ozzy lives here. Others that are Red Jackets live here. Scott Rowland will drive in from Indiana. Others will not fly in, trying to be as safe as possible. But we will have fans in the stands. And I, I think I was saying this on the on the morning show, BK, and, and I know you're probably going to go over to the ballpark and, and check it out. That's what's going to catch my 
I. You know, I, I did some basketball games this winter, and uh, the first game I did had no fans, and a handful of games I did had no fans. And then I did some for the Missouri Valley Conference, and they had fans. And it was like, huh, okay, this is what it's supposed to be like, I remember. And seeing and doing so many games last year in a quiet stadium, it was eerie. really was. I mean, it was odd last year. But now to have fans back, I think that's really going to catch my eye. And, and I don't know if surprise me is the right word, but it's going to definitely leave an impression. You could feel it in Cincinnati. There, there was an yep. energy there. <laughs> Maybe less so in Miami, but there was definitely yeah. some energy in Cincinnati, especially for the opener out there. And I think you're going to feel that today with the Cardinals. And it does. It makes an impact on the game. The game itself, it drags in a way when there are no fans in the stands that sure. you don't feel the same thing when there are fans out there. Okay, let's talk a little bit about what happened on this road trip. Let's Cinc do it. Cincinnati was ugly. Uh, the games in Miami, that's pretty much what you want to see from a pitching perspective. I'm still hoping that the outfielders can contribute and and dylan carlson has done that in a big way in terms of runs batted in timely fashion on the home runs they've been big home runs all three of them have been but collectively as a unit you got to see more production out of the the outfielders nolan arenado has been nolan arenado goldschmidt goldschmidt the young had the two home run game tommy edmund couple of uh, knocks yesterday he's had a couple of stolen bases on the trip looked great at second base played fine in the outfield so when you're looking at this from those are some of the positives the things that have to improve going forward and it's early it's six games but outfield production and your starters have to go a little bit deeper and i think those are, are logical ways to look at this i thought jack looked pretty good yesterday I did after too. the first inning four uh, walks you got to cut down on the walks two of those came in the first um yep. i thought the first inning he looked off he, he looked the, basically the same as he did in his first outing after that i thought he settled in really nicely and it's not perfect, but it's the second start of the season right. for him. It's early. I I thought he looked pretty good, all things considered. The bullpen has really been the thing that has settled down a lot over the last few days. I want to go back to what you said about the outfield, though. Let's hone in on that. Has Dylan Carlson basically been what we thought Tyler O'Neill was going to be this year? Because he, it, it's been weird for him in it's that he's, miss. he's not getting a ton of production, but when he does, it's the long ball that's happening for him. So... In some ways, for him, it almost feels like he's taken that step that I thought Tyler O'Neill would take. Tyler O'Neill is the one that I'm a little worried about right now because early in well, last season... you looked season, at right field? Yeah, but okay. I, I didn't expect much out of <laughs> right field, though, honestly. Okay. Tyler O'Neill last season early on, there were some positive trends. The strikeouts were going down. The walk rate was coming up. The contact rate was coming up a little bit. The swing and miss rate was going down a little bit. Those are all positive trajectories. This year, I was looking at it earlier today, Dan, it's the opposite. Mm -hmm. The swing and miss rate is as high as it has ever been. The strikeout rate is near 50% at this point. You're looking at his chase rate. It's about 50% on balls that are out of the zone right now. Tyler O'Neill's got to get something some things figured out right now at the plate because he looks lost the way that he did a couple of years ago. So I'm hopeful still. I know he's got the talent. We saw it in spring training, but he's the one guy that I expected something out of that we haven't seen it so far this year. And I keep going back to it's only six games, but you do evaluate in this town every game, every series, and you evaluate the first six games. So I'm with you. It's, it's not what we saw in spring training. Um, Dylan Carlson, if you take away the home runs, not good at bats. They have not been good at bats. So you want to see a little bit more out of that. And then right field production, you got to get something, whether it's Dean or Williams or maybe it's Edmund more and right. And I'll be curious to see what the lineup look, uh, looks like today. Carpenter 
had maybe the key at bat in the game yesterday, which was Pablo Lopez cruising along, and Matt Carpenter draws a walk with two outs, and then boom, Yachty hits the home run. You could see Yachty, by the way, on the first pitch, he opened up and was trying to do damage. Then on the next pitch, he guessed in again and got it and hit it out of the ballpark. You could see he was doing it. Watch the guy enough, I know what he's doing. Um, and that was the difference in the game. But what gets overlooked, the Matt Carpenter walk, and it was big. Hasn't hurt you defensively at second base. Tommy Edmond has been fine in right field. If the other guys don't step up and you're still waiting for Bader, you may see that lineup put out there again today. I still want to see John Nagowski in left field. I, I'm with you on that one, by the way. I, I want to see more of Nagowski. If that is not an option, I'll go ahead and set that aside for a moment. Let's set that aside. Let's hope, by the way, his hand is okay. I've not heard anything this morning yet. Yeah. It, he was it, hit by a pitch for those who didn't see it. Looks like some skin got scraped off as well, so hopefully he's fine. But, yeah. again, let's set that aside for a second. If, if that's not an option for the Cardinals, I don't mind Matt Carpenter at second base right now. I think he's giving you a better at-bat yes. consistently than any of your options in right field. I can't believe I'm saying this, Dan. I was not the guy that was expecting to say this. Now, I don't think he should be batting fifth. I still will stand by that. I think you should move him down in the lineup. But apparently that's a losing battle, so whatever. I think I would rather have Matt Carpenter in the lineup today than Justin Williams or Austin Dean in right field. I can't believe I'm saying it, but here we are. How about how the ball was flying out of the ballpark in Cincinnati, even on the first day when it was 35, <laughs> and then some of those balls that were hit in Miami uh, – Carpenters included in there, which would have been a home run in most ballparks, which was caught in game two, hit one to the wall and left, and that was caught. And then Dylan Carlson hits a home run. Actually, Carpenters was hit harder and further that day. Brian Anderson yesterday hit two balls to dead center that would have been out everywhere else. It was the first time I said, well, maybe they do have the, uh, they, they do, you know, the humidor and a dead ball and all that stuff because it, there were some hard-hit balls that went nowhere in that ballpark. I love Jim Edmonds yesterday, right before the Yadier Molina home run. He said, oh, they're playing him for no doubles defense here in the outfield. He's like, I don't even know if they need to do that. You're not hitting anything over <laughs> right. these guys' heads. It's and true. Then literally moments later, you saw the homer by Yadier Molina. But he was right. I mean, there were some balls that were scorched yeah. yesterday in that game, and there was no production to show for it. It's kind of like... Uh, Matt Carpenter's hard hit ball a couple of nights ago, he, nothing to show for it, right. but that ball was scorched. Right. Well, it's actually harder and further than the home run hit by Carlson. Uh, looking forward to this. we got Jason Mott coming up. We're going to visit with a hometown hero in David Freeze. Uh, that is going to be a lot of fun. That's coming up on the show. This is the Danny Mac Show with BK, the podcast powered by I Promise. Well, it's got the feel of a October in St. Louis. It is opening day here in downtown St. Louis. A chilly opening day, so if you're listening, uh, make sure you pack warmly because it's a breezy day here in downtown St. Louis as well. Um, BK, Danny Mack with you. We're going to visit, hopefully, here with Jason Mott, who recorded that final out with Alan Craig making the catch against Texas back in 2011. And we're going to visit with David Freeze, hopefully at about 10.35 or so here on the show as we take you up to Alex and BK. Um, I think the thing I, I was just – I have that 
that vision in my mind of that final out of how many people are in the, the ballpark. And I keep bringing this up, and I don't mean to be too sappy, but it is going to be amazing to have people that haven't seen each other that are season ticket holders be with each other again today. Uh, I mentioned this on the morning show. There are many that have told me the one game that they go to every year, it's opening day. And they say, okay, well, we're going to see our family and friends. More so than Thanksgiving, Christmas, any holiday you want, they come to opening day. Uh, And I think about the joy that Jason Mott gave so many fans uh, by recording that final out in 2011, people hugging, kissing, loving each other and having fun at the ballpark. And so that's why, you know, it's just going to be amazing to have uh, fans back in the stands. And our understanding is we do have Jason Mott, who did close out uh, the 2011 World Series, one of our favorites. Hey, Jason, good morning to you. Happy opening day. How's uh, How are things going? Uh, good morning, y'all. Everything's going good. Uh, yeah, I had to uh, – you guys kept calling, but I had the uh, apparently – silence the unknown numbers thing so y'all kept going uh-huh. to voice now. i was like i don't i'm like i don't know how to turn this off now so but yeah everything's <laughs> good man uh, how you guys doing we're, we're doing great we're excited it's opening day fans back in the ballpark limited capacity but still fans in the ballpark I, I, one of the things i wanted to ask you about uh, is your relationship with bruce Souter, and maybe you can tell us a little bit about uh how deep that goes and how those relationships with the current players are forged with the the hall of famers or former players that come back on an opening day or throw out a first pitch on a a postseason game that kind of thing but specifically i know you and bruce are very very close uh yeah you know you know me me and bruce are uh very close i mean i named uh named my son after him uh you know so i'd say i'd say we're pretty close uh you know but you know I, i just you know just just from having you know the 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 hall of famers come around and be around and just stuff like that in st louis does a great job of, of doing that. And, uh, you know, just from, from the get go, I mean, I kind of would just go up and talk to the guys and stuff like that. And I got to, got to know Bruce, uh, really well. Um, you know, and he's, he's, he's a great guy. And I, you know, I, I was just honored to be able to, uh, you know, get to get to know him and still, you know, know him as, as well as I do and call him a friend. Um, you know, he, he, he threw out the, uh, first pitch during the world series in 2011. Uh, and, like requested that I catch him. And I was like, sweet, that's pretty cool. I was like, awesome. You know, went out there throughout the first pitch. He's like, Hey, next year there's going to be four of us out here because you guys are going to win it. And he goes, but you better strike that last guy out. I'm like, I'm like, geez, like no pressure. You know what I mean? I'm like, here we go. All right. <laughs> you know? Um, and then, uh, you know, sure enough, after, after we ended up winning, doing whatever, um, I ended up talking to him and he was like, man, he's like, He's like, congrats. I was like, oh, thank you. You know, this and that. And he's like, I told you to strike the guy out, though. I was like, it was a 1-1 count. Like, what did you want me to do? <laughs> you know? He's like, he's like, I told you to strike him out. I was like, I know. It was 1-1. He's like, he's like, you don't let him hit it. I was like, I was I was trying. I was just trying to get out, you know? And it, it was just kind of kind of like a funny story, like that. But he was just like, he's like, you know, like say he told me that, 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 that postseason, like, hey, there's going to be four of us out here next year. And you're going to be out here with us because you're going to close it out. So, um, but you know, it's just it's just a very, very special time. Uh, you know, like I said, getting to know him and and his family and stuff like that. And he's a he's a he's a pretty awesome person. So, did you think about that when you had two outs? I know that may be crazy, but did that pop in your mind when you're trying? I mean, the World Series is on the line. It's Game Seven. Place is going nuts. But did you think about that conversation that Bruce said? You better strike that guy out. I didn't think about it until like after the fact, you know, like it, it was probably like, 
you know, a couple minutes after I was like, I was like, man, I was like, you know, thinking like, man, he was right. Like, you know, we're going to this. I was like, Oh man, I didn't strike him out. You know, you know, but they're like, Hey, at the end of the day we won. So that's, that's kind of all that matters. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter how you get there. Uh, like I said, it could have been, could have been three, you know, robbed home runs. And it's like, Hey, we won. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, so at, 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 at the end of the day, uh, you know, we, we, we were able to pull out the win and, and, and win the whole thing, which was, which is pretty amazing. Jason Mott is our guest here on a Cardinals opening day in St. Louis. And Jason, this is always a special day for Cardinals fans. It's it's a little bit uh, bittersweet, though, this year with Lou and Gibby, the first time they're not around. I think it's in like 50, 60 years now, the first time that they won't be a part of these opening day ceremonies for the Cardinals. Jason, you were talking about how important it is for the Cardinals to have some of those red jacket guys around the team what was it like when you were here to be a part of that, where they would come down to spring training and you just talk ball with them? What was it like to have Lou and Gibby in particular around the team so often? Um, like I said, I mean, awesome is, you know, an, an understatement. You know I mean? You have, yes, Cardinal Hall of Famers. You have Hall of Famers that, that, that come around and they're, they're talking about stuff that, that, that they did, stuff, and they're out there trying to help you get better at your craft and things that they went through and, and stuff like that. Um, like I said, I didn't know much about hitting or stealing bases, but I, I could sit there and, you know, talk to Lou and, and stuff like that about anything. We talked baseball, same thing with Gibby and Gibby, you know, he was one of those, I mean, you guys saw him out there on the mound. He was an intimidating son of a gun out there, you know, but he went out there with the mindset of, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to attack. I'm going to boom, boom. You know what I mean? So it was kind of like those kind of talks and those mindsets that, um, that kind of I try to bring into the game, and um, you know, one one thing that I always thought was pretty cool, um, like I said, Lou Lou was just one of those guys. He just come around, hang out, and talk. Um, you know, what I mean, he I, I got one story. He he ended up my my wife's grandmother ended up coming to one of the games, and she's in the the, the flower industry. Uh, and just to say what a what a great person he is, um, and kind of kind of people they have around the cardinal cardinal organization. Uh, you know, loot, loot and stuff in the flower uh, business and stuff like that back in the day. And, and he sit down and ended up talking like to my wife's grandmother who, you know, he didn't have to do that. You know what I mean? He just sit there and said, hi. And next thing you know, like they were talking for, you know, five, 10 minutes about flowers. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, people are like, Oh, what'd you guys talk about? And she's like flowers, you know, <laughs> it's like, it's like, you know, it, it's like, Hey, you know, what kind of insight did Lou give you about stealing bags? Like, nah, he was, he was talking to my wife's grandmother about flowers. Like, Wait, yeah. what? But flowers, like, 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 you know what I mean? So it's just, it's just the kind of people that, that, that they were, um, like I said, yes, they were great baseball players, um, and stuff like that. But man, they were, there's some really, really good people as well, you know, and, and, and to not have them, you know, around, like you said, um, for the first time in, you know, 50 some years, uh, is definitely going to be, you know, they're, they're definitely going to be missed. And that, that, that was one of the highlights of, you know, driving around the stadium, doing this, hopping out of the truck, and being able to see all the all, all those Hall of Famers there and shaking their hand and and just seeing you know the guys that you know came before you and did it and uh, you know I mean heck they they were all out there cheering for you just as much as 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 the people in the stand so and, and then that was another pretty special thing. I was going to ask you about that. What what is it like from a player's perspective going around in the motorcade, hopping off the convertible or a truck and and all of a sudden staring at you is baseball legends baseball history yeah. bob lou ozzy whitey tony uh bruce the list goes on and on what what was it like 
Uh, I mean, it was it was almost surreal. You know, you know what I mean? Like 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 you're hopping off. You know, you come through the gate in the back. You know, you see all the fans. You're waving. You're this and that. The crowd's going crazy. They're introducing people. You know, uh, you hear the cheers as they're calling. Uh, you know, everyone, you know, ahead of you. And then you're, you're, you get up there and then, like you said, you hop off the truck, the convertible, the whatever. Um, and, you know, you go up there and you're you're shaking hands with Stan, with Red, with Lou, with Tony, with, you know, Gibby, with Bruce, with, you know what I mean? And, and, and the list goes on and, and you're sitting there you're like, man, this is, this is pretty cool. You know what I mean? It, it, it's one of those things to very, you know, to, to, to be in that Cardinal Hall of Fame is a, is a, it's definitely, you know, something that, you know, it's hard to, hard to do. But like I said, all those guys I mentioned before are in the Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? And they were, they were just around, and, uh, you know, they were almost like, like regular people. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Which, which, which they were. Um, but it was, it was, it was, it was pretty amazing. Like I said, it was something for me that, that, that I'll always remember. Um, like I said, you hop off the truck, and uh, you know, just being able to see those guys there. Um, every open day was always pretty cool. And then they'd come around during the season and, and stuff like that. And it was, it was pretty awesome as well. Jason, one thing that's pretty special about today's home opener as well is you've got Adam Wainwright with the start once again, throw into his old buddy, Yadier Molina. Can you believe that even in 2021, these guys are still doing it, not just playing, but doing so at a high level? Uh, yeah, I can't believe it. Uh, yeah, I mean, just, just knowing the way that those guys go out there and, and attack their craft, attack what they do and, and their, their work ethic. Um, you know, they go out there and they're, they're, they're out working everybody. Um, you know, you see what Yachty's doing back there behind the plate. Wano's out there, you know, grinding, doing what he can, he needs to do to go out there and, and, and get out and do stuff. And, and like I said, to see those guys still out there, I'm, I'm not really shocked at all. Um, because, you know, you, you see those guys mindset and what they do and they put their mind to it they're going to go out there and they're going to get it done. Uh, you know, so it, it, it's really cool uh, to see them out there uh, still doing it. Um, you know what I mean? Because those guys are some of the best to, uh, to do it. And definitely, you know, it's pretty, pretty amazing to see them out there doing it. And uh, like I said, let's go out today and, and dominate. And, you know, it's a great day for Cardinal Nation. I can't wait to see you back at the ballpark and many of the guys from the, the 2011 World Series. It is hard to believe as we wrap it up here with Jason Mott. It's 10-year anniversary. Um, do you know when you guys are coming back? I know they do have some celebrations planned and maybe even for some of the individuals of that team, but have you heard about some of the plans that, that uh, uh, have you guys coming back to the ballpark? Uh, I do know I do know they are going to have us back. I don't have the dates uh, in front of me. Uh, all I know is uh, right now that i got to go pick my kids up from school here in a couple hours. Uh Gotcha. And stuff like that. So I try to keep it, you know, one day at a time. Uh, but, but you know, I, I do know they're going to have us up there um, and kind of do do a couple different things up there with, uh, you know, celebrating stuff like that. Uh, now that it is the uh, the ten year anniversary um, of us winning, and that's one of the crazy things too. It's like you know, we we won ten years ago, and uh, like you know, I've been tired for a couple years. But like I said, you still got guys like Yachty and Wayno and stuff like that out there doing it, like like they're twenty years old. You know, it's like man. That's 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 pretty awesome. It's pretty fun to see. But yeah, you know we're you know uh, we, we we did that Zoom call uh, a while back, and like I said, seeing some of those guys uh, on there talking to them, catching up. I think we could have done that call for about five six hours, and still not had enough time to talk about everything that we want to talk about. So, you know, be, being able to come back up there, see the guys, stuff like that's going to be pretty awesome. So we're uh, we're, we're we're really looking forward to it. 
Can't wait to see you back here, Jason. Thanks for taking some time out of your schedule one day at a time, obviously, one hour exactly. at a time. <laughs> yes, and uh, good luck with those kiddos. I know you're, you're doing such great work in our communities, too, so, so keep that up, and uh, we'll see you back here in St. Louis very soon. Yes, sir. Thank you all very much. I appreciate it. You got it. That is uh, Jason Mott who closed out the 2011 World Series, 10-year anniversary. I remember with the, I guess it was the 10-year anniversary of the 06 team, and Wayno, it was against the Marlins, went the distance, and as they were coming off the field, it was kind of surreal, BK, but he goes the distance, and all those guys were in a suite of the, the 2006 sure. team. And there's Wayno and, and, and Yachty pointing to those guys, and those guys are like, man, these guys are still doing it. And now here we are five years after that one, and they're still doing it. It's unbelievable. And Tony La Russa is back to managing. Yeah. Like, it's, what a bizarro world it is. It, it's incredible. <laughs> uh, we're going to visit with David Freeze coming up. Looking forward to that. This is the Danny Mac Show with BK, the podcast powered by I Promise. doesn't get you fired up you don't have a pulse i got goosebumps and i've heard that probably let's see let me check my phone that is now 5382 times i've heard that with david freeze uh tanner said he nailed his update actually he didn't because he said mvp he was world series mvp he was nlcs mvp and david freeze joins us as we get ready for uh, the open air here in St. Louis. I love visiting with David Freeze. David, how you doing? What's going on? I'm good, guys. Uh, not much, man. Obviously, opening days starting up uh, in St. Louis, so everybody's everybody's jacked up. Well, they're jacked up. Now, I got to ask you this: as a St. Louis kid, grew up cheering for the Cardinals and then wearing the birds on the bat. Uh, what was opening day like for you as a player that first time? What was that like? Um, obviously it was special. You know, you can argue that St. Louis has the best opening day. Um, you know, packed house with the trucks, um, the Clydesdales, everything. So it's it's nice to have that back. Um, just special in a lot of ways. But um, <laughs> I think the funniest part about opening day for me is getting in that truck and going around and seeing faces uh, that, that you <laughs> haven't seen in, in so many years. Um, you know, it's wild seeing how many people that, you know, when you grow up there, see how many people that you uh, know when you're in that truck. David, I am curious, as, as a player that is going around, you know, what what is that moment like for the first time? Because Nolan Arenado is going to have that today where he gets to experience the Cardinals' home opener. Is it, is it, is it almost a surreal feeling here in St. Louis? Yeah, I think so. I think it definitely wakes you up. <laughs> it's borderline, borderline terrifying sometimes, I think. <laughs> Uh, 
especially my first time, man, I think I was, man, I, you know, I, my first opening day, I didn't start. So I had kind of that refresher a little bit. Um, you know, you just, it, it allowed you to soak it up a little bit more. Um, but, uh, man, that definitely wakes you up, whether you start on the road or um, just, you know, open up and at home right away. Um, you know, it's, it's go time once you, uh, once the ceremony gets going. What's it like for you now, David? You're, you're retired. You, you got a family. Um, and every time I talk to you, it just puts a smile on my face. You, you just sound happy. You sound relaxed. Um, how did life change for you after that game seven, being in your hometown and doing this, and then uh, now embracing it and understanding, you know what, you are a part of one of the great <laughs> baseball games ever, and you're beloved. Everybody, you could have, yeah. look, you could go out there today and make a hundred errors, and people are like, oh, that's David Freeze. We love oh, I, David I, I, Freeze. I, I've made I've made more than a hundred errors. I can tell you that. <laughs> but, um, I, uh, man, I just as you grow older, as you mature, as you just kind of understand, you know, your life and you know the journey that you went on. Uh, you, I, man, you just got to smile at it. It's it's nuts to. To think it's been 10 years, um, you know, we got our 10-year anniversary coming up. You start talking to guys, you know, planning on coming in for everything. And uh, I don't know, you know, you. and then the icing is that you did it in St. Louis. I mean, whether it's home or not, um, just an awesome place to win, um, you know, do your own part. But uh, the perspective has changed. Um, not that it was bad back then. It was just different. And, uh, you know, there's less on your plate less pressure, less, less expectations when you, you know, when you retire, but, um, man, raising kids and, you know, having a happy, happy home, man, that's just, that's what it's all about. And, um, you know, that's, that's pressure, you know, baseball's, you know, when it comes down to baseball's nothing compared to kind of raising, raising a family. Hey, David, earlier today, John Mosellock uh, was on our morning show, and he was asked about his favorite opening day memories, and he said flat out, like, the 2012 opening day because he was able to bring out that World Series trophy uh, to yeah. the fans. What do you remember about that day? Man, just wearing the gold numbers, I think. Um, I think it's just really cool how you kind of get centralized when you get to put on that those, those unis with the gold numbers. Um and look back, you know, what, five, six months ago and think about what you did. Because you go through camp and you talk about winning and stuff. But I remember, man, everybody's just so focused on trying to get after it and um, kind of start something new. But you kind of get to get to relive it a little bit, um, you know, that first homestand after you win. What do you think it's going to be like when you guys get to, together after 10 years? I, I hosted that <laughs> Zoom and, and it was hilarious. Uh, Berkman told everybody he's living under a bridge. We had Ryan Terrio. I mean, we had a little bit of everything in there. So what do you think it's going to be like good. when you guys get back together? Oh, it'll be good, man. It, it won't feel like 10 years. Uh, that's for no. sure. Uh, no. I hope a lot of, I hope, you know, I hope most guys can get there. Obviously some guys are still playing, you know, Tony, Tony lashed down with the, with the socks, um, you know, but I hope uh, as many people as possible can kind of, kind of get in town and we can all just, all just hang out. You know, you grow up, you, you kind of spread out and, and do different things, but it's good reason to get back together. David, we always talk about how important it is to have a good clubhouse, but I feel like that 2011 club was the embodiment of it. What was it like to be in that clubhouse every night as you were especially going through that postseason run? Yeah, it's, you know, when, when you look back at teams that you were on, 
um, whether you win or lose, you know, there's so much luck involved um, when you actually can get through October and, and get the trophy. But, um, man, when you look back, you just realize, you know, whether you're in high school, college, whatever, you you definitely understand how important the camaraderie is and, and having a bunch of pieces, you know, whether it's veterans that, that start or veterans that can just help help lead and, and be, you know, quality bench guys or, you know, young guys that kind of just show up from day one. Um, man, you just need it all. And when you can get 25, 35 guys excited to come to the yard, um, that's when things can get special. Are you, uh, are you golfing these days? What, what's keeping you busy? <laughs> and how hey, bad is your golf game if you're golfing? You know, you know I mean, I was better. So I, so I started like three months ago. I golf about three times a week now. Um, I'm obsessed awesome. with it. But uh, yeah. I, I learned I was better kind of out of the gate because there, there wasn't any wind in January. <laughs> so I'm learning, a, <laughs> I'm learning a whole different aspect. But, man, it's just a fascinating sport. I'm locked in. Obviously, the Masters are getting going. Um, you know, it's just it's going to be a good weekend. you got Cardinal Baseball at home and the Masters. But uh, I'm having a lot of fun. I'm trying to get to that Loesch level or that Okendo level, you know, that trying to get to that scratch golfer status. Let me tell you something. I used to play a lot of golf on the road when you guys were, you know, sleeping in. Myself and Okendo would go out and play golf. And he yeah. had that, that weird, goofy baseball stance that he used in baseball in golf. And I'm like, what in the hell is going on here? And then you'd see yeah. him around the greens. And I'm telling oh, wow. you, David, his hands are unbelievable. Like, he's, sure. he's got the softest hands going. So. I know you have sure. those soft hands, even though you may have made a hundred errors, but you got those soft hands too. Well, I appreciate it. The thing with me is I have like that linear swing, that like kind of old school swing. I don't have that, that new age get under it. So I, I'm, man, I'm trying to work through that. I think my swing plays a little bit. I got, I got pretty decent feel. Um, yeah, I'm making strides, but regardless, I'm having a blast. I bet you are. That's awesome. Hey, David, are you like, are you going to the driving range similar to Bryson DeChambeau where it's just like rocketing it off one after the other after the other? What What's it look like when you get out there on the range? No, no, I'm taking it slow. I've learned, you know, through, especially through baseball or learning instruments, if you just get out there and start, start hammering it, you're going to waste your time. So, uh, you know, hopefully one day I can get that technique down and, and start ripping it. But uh, Bryson's fun to watch, man. I know he, he gets uh he he gets knocked on a little bit by how he goes about it, but uh, you know he's he's leading the pack in a lot of uh, a lot of numbers this year. So no, no, he's fun. He's fun to watch. Who you got? Since we've got you on, who who do you have this weekend at the Masters? Oh man, I did a pool. Um, I don't know who's gonna win, but uh, Spieth is obviously caught on fire the last you know last couple months. Uh, Bryson has a good chance. He's playing well. DJ, what he he won last year. Um, Lee Westwood's playing well. He knows he knows that that course well. Um, I don't know, man. I I would like to see Speed kind of just keep riding it and take it. I know the fans get into it when he's playing well, so uh, I think it'd be cool if if, if he won it or Bryson just, so, just piss everybody or Bryson just piss everybody off. <laughs> Either yeah, one. that would probably do it. Uh, that or Patrick <laughs> Reed would definitely do it too. Yeah. Um, so when when David Freeze wants to go play somewhere. And so it's really tough to get on Augusta. Do you ever just make that call, maybe call Mr. DeWitt or somebody in baseball and say, hey, it's David Freeze here, you know. Uh, no. I, I'd like to go get around in at Augusta. you, you got to have some pull, right? No, I, th- I, think, I think 
for me disappearing for about seven, eight years, I kind of lost that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. I, like, you know, you can travel around and go to Pebble Beach and stuff, but I tell all my buddies that I want to – you know, I'm playing pretty decent right now, and I just want to get around 80 or so before I go to those courses, just so I'm, you know, not searching for my ball for six dollars. You know, but it's awesome. Um, yeah, I bet. I bet it's a blast getting to travel and, and play those courses. I just, I uh, never played during the season because I just tried to like keep my feet. Or I never played during my career because I just tried to keep keep my feet in line. So now that I'm done playing ball, I'm just, you know, I'm out there playing a lot of golf. Yeah, the pitchers would always go out and play, and the position players are stuck in the hotel. Yeah, and, they're, and, um, they're, and they just get they get paid the same and everything, and they get the golf. Exactly, the it's not fair. I'm telling you. Um, I, I'll wrap it up with this: Do you do you follow the game much? Uh, you know, like you're still contemporary. You got a lot of buddies that are playing, and yeah. certainly you're you're a guy from St. Louis. So do you follow the Cardinals? That kind of thing. Yeah, I, yeah, I am now. I think last year, you know, I kind of just took a break. Um, I watched it a, a good bit, but um, you know, I got the I got the itch again a little bit. Um, so I'm I'm checking out a lot of the younger guys. That was a cool thing about kind of sticking around as long as long as I could um, to really see the game change and be around 20 year olds that are getting MVP votes and and stuff like that. And you know, you know, there's uh, Dylan's man hammering the ball, so he's fun to watch. You know, there's just some good some good talent on especially the Cardinals just to keep up with and, and learn about. It's awesome to hear your voice, David. I know fans uh, love and appreciate you for everything you've done here, and it's great to have you in the family, so to speak, and you're going to be around a bunch not only this year but for many years to come, and thanks for doing this. Yeah, it was cool, man. I got to uh, I got to narrate the, the Jumbotron videos for opening day today, so that was that was cool that they oh, asked that's me to awesome. do that. So. Yeah, yeah, I think I mentioned your, your your name's in there, so it's it's cool. But yeah, for them for them for, for them to, uh, I was like, I'll do it if uh, if I can mention Dan Mac. That's how that went. You know, that's why I love you, buddy. I absolutely love you. You're the best. And you probably butchered my name, but it's all good. You know, if you, if you butchered my name, I'll let it go. It's no big deal. I think I nailed it. I think I nailed it. I but I appreciate it. it, guys. I know you did. Hey, thanks for doing it, David. Talk to you soon. All right. That's, All right, take uh, care, guys. You got it. That's David Freeze, who uh, even before he was a hometown f- hero, was one of my absolute favorite people to be around with the St. Louis Cardinals. You mentioned it in that interview, Dan. The dude just sounds content. Yes. He's just – he is comfortable, and that's awesome. Like yes. to, to be able to hear him now and to hear how he has, as you said, embraced what happened in 2011 – is really special, and I hope I'm glad he has because, man, you know how it is here in St. Louis. Like he's a he's a native St. Louisan who had an unbelievable run and is forever going to be remembered for that. And as you have said in the past, should get a red jacket as a result of that. And so Ooh, I'm, I meant to ask him that. I forgot that. I am so happy. We'll we'll talk to him about that again in the future for sure. I'm I'm so happy to hear how much he's embraced that. There was so much pressure put on him. Um, even prior to Game 7 and the great postseason run because we're in a baseball town and baseball crazed and the team was good. And here he is as a St. Louis guy playing for his hometown team. There's a lot of pressure, BK, that goes with that. Not whether you're from St. Louis or not. Just to be on that field between the white lines, there's pressure. These guys feel, I don't care what the, the money is, they're paid handsomely, I get it. 
But these guys compete, and they don't want to embarrass themselves. They want to perform. They want to earn it. Um, and so then you couple that with being a kid from this town that grew up idolizing Ozzy and Willie and, and that generation of players. Then he has the most remarkable postseason that you could ever draw up. And I'm not, I don't think you could draw up game six any better. I mean, he hits the triple to tie it. They're down to their last strike. Then he hits a home run to win it. Then he becomes the MVP. And then you're tugged at everywhere you go. And believe me, it's a great thing. Don't get me. I'm not saying it's not a great thing. It's a wonderful thing. Anybody would want that to happen. But there's a lot of responsibility that goes with it. And I think at times it was overwhelming for him. I think it would be overwhelming for anybody. And so now that he has not only, you know, come back as a visiting player and got the standing O's and got out of town and so played with the Angels, played with Pittsburgh, played with the Dodgers. Um, and the word is that I always use, and you're, you said it, is embraced. He's like, this is really cool. Like, I can step back now, reflect on that night, reflect on that run, reflect on my career, be very proud of what I've done, and I want to be a part of it. And the thing that he told me privately is I realize now what that moment means to, to so many people. Like, it's really special to me. Don't get me wrong. But I understand for this fan base in this city and for generations of fans, that is a moment they're never, ever going to forget. And it's something that is special to them. And to have me be the guy that did it, that's really cool. And I want to embrace it. And so bring me back to the fantasy camps. Have your throwing out the first pitch. Have me a part of opening day. You know, whatever. I'm here for it, and I want to do it. And I think that is awesome. It's great. It's, it is really great. I'm curious, Dan. I've never asked you this. Have you ever thought about um, what it would potentially be like for you? And I, I know you're you are a guy that is super humble, but we get got this on the text line, and so it brought brought it to my mind. Have you ever thought about the possibility that one day you would have a red jacket? Shut up! No, <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. No. Okay. I'm just a hometown guy doing. I, I'm lucky I get to work in my hometown and do the hometown games, and I've been doing them a long time, and that's good enough for me. That's that's more I than ever needed. No, I, I was just curious. I, no, I, no, 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 no. No, let's let's keep it to those people. It, it, it's a it's a special thing for for anybody that is able to get into that class. I mean, and, and like you said, I do think eventually David Freeze will be among them for sure. I do. Um, and a lot of fans would say, "Wow, you didn't have a great career here in St. Louis," and he was an All Star the year after yep. that that moment. Um, but I, as I've said many times, and I don't know if fans would agree with this or if you agree with it. But I, I go into that Hall of Fame a lot. I, I walk around and I take in and I get the personal tours from Brian Finch, who is phenomenal, uh, that runs a museum. And he gives me this great history on each little artifact. There's over 23,000 pieces of memorabilia that the yeah. DeWitt and the club, uh, the DeWitts and the club own. And it, it's not lost on me what this place means. And so in, in our business, as you know, you're from Kansas City. And here you are working in St. Louis. Personal things take you to different places. Or if you want to do play-by-play, you don't get to work for your hometown. That just happens. You just don't get that chance. And I got it at the age of 23 to do this. So it's, it's, and it's never, ever lost to me. Like, I'll sit in that booth. I'll give you a little insight here, a little sappy, Please. corny stuff. And before every game, I go down and sit. We, are, we have steps that lead down to the booth, and we do our work a lot of times behind have a table we can do our score sheets and that kind of thing look at notes there isn't a game that i haven't done that i don't go down there for one minute at least and just with nothing else and i just watch i watch the crowd below us there's friends of mine that are right below us in the redbird club 
I look at what's going on in the field. I watch people warm up. I watch what's happening on the video board. And I'm like, this is still really cool. And I'm really fortunate to do this. And I don't take it for granted. I know, I, I know that sounds corny, but no, I don't. it doesn't. It, it sounds like you are somebody that appreciates the opportunity that you have. And I know that you would never say it, and I will say it for you, Dan. I think that eventually one day, no. and you don't have to, I don't even want you to respond to this. And our text line is in, in agreement with me here. I think one day that there, there will be that opportunity for you. And I look forward to seeing that day. And hopefully I will still be around in St. Louis when that day comes. Because I do think it's going to come eventually for you, even though, again, I don't want you to say anything in response to that. You're out of your <laughs> mind. Uh, you and Ferrario are coming up. The Blues had about a seven-minute run that won their game last night. I'm sure you guys are going to get into that a little. I know it's opening day and we're down at the ballpark, but you got to talk a little Blues, Got to talk a little Blues. I've got my guy Alex Ferrario who said, who said yesterday he still thinks this team can make a run, still believes that they're going to make the playoffs, and said that before last night's game. So I'm curious to get his perspective on that one. Jordan Bennington looked amazing last night, and they need him to be that guy moving forward. We also have coming up today Tom Herr will join the show. Oh, awesome. we got Benji Molina coming on and coming up at 115, our regular spot with Joey Vitale as well. I think Benji and Polo are doing the game today. Are they not? Are they I believe put, so, yeah. yeah. They'll be doing the game. I know the home games are on Spanish radio, so looking forward to seeing those guys. You've been listening to the Danny Mac Show with BK, the podcast powered by I Promise. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.